Welcome to the Bridge Builder Program, an initiative of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, where we help you live your faith in the public arena. I'm Jason Adkins, Executive Director of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, and joining me in studio is our producer and Minnesota Catholic Conference Communications Manager, Kit Zapiniak. Hey, Kit. Hey, Jason. Welcome to all of our listeners again this week. A reminder that you can catch us here on your favorite Catholic radio station each week at the same time. If you do miss an episode or just want to catch up on all of our past episodes, go to mncatholic.org slash podcast. We've got nearly 100 episodes, so make sure to get caught up and make sure to subscribe for any of our future conversations. Leave us your comments, your questions, and make sure to give us that five-star rating so that other Catholics will find us more easily. In today's episode, we continue our regular Catholics at the Capitol feature, where we speak with Catholics who are working at the state Capitol in a variety of ways. Today, we'll be blessed to be speaking with Representative John Kosnick. He's one of 36 Catholics currently serving in the Minnesota State Legislature. In our mailbag segment, we're addressing a topic on many listeners' minds, responding to violence as a form of political protest. And of course, we want to leave you with some practical tips on how you can put your faith into action. In our Bricklayer segment, we offer one step you can take to start healing divisions in our state. And listeners, if you have an idea for the Bricklayer segment, or maybe it's a question that you have about faith and politics, make sure to send that our way and then tune in each week to see if we feature your idea or your question. To be a part of that mailbag segment or the Bricklayer segment, shoot me an email. The address is show at mncatholic.org, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for it, the Minnesota Catholic Conference. We're blessed to be joined on the line right now by Representative John Kosnick from Lakeville. He represents District 58A. Representative Kosnick has his bachelor's degree in marketing from St. Cloud State. He lives in Lakeville with his wife and two children. This is his fourth term, and outside of his service as a legislator, he is a business owner and works in real estate. Representative Kosnick, welcome to the Bridge Builder Program. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Kit. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here and... and participate in your show. Legislators come from a variety of backgrounds and, uh, you know, they've got to support themselves. They've got to support their families. And being a legislator is a big sacrifice and, and takes time away from that work. Tell us what inspired you to make that sacrifice and run for office. Like many people, I've been involved kind of behind the scenes of local politics and, and involved in uh, the Lakeville community and before that, Egan and uh, other, you know, even in high school, uh, just being involved a little bit and aware politically uh, a little bit. And um, so when my wife and I moved to Lakeville 20, about 20 years ago, I, I had a mortgage finance business and uh, was involved in the community. Uh, but on the side, I helped my predecessor, Representative Mary Liz Holberg, who's now the Dakota County Commissioner. And when she decided to retire from the Minnesota House and, and move on to the Dakota County, I would had been in, in name anyways, her campaign manager, uh, but I did help her and, and uh, our current our senator at that time. And so people had asked me if I was interested and the housing market had was uh, started to come back, but I, I was just kind of burnt out of uh, real estate and finance a little bit and said, sure, I'll give politics a, a chance and here I am going on my, my seventh year, my fourth term, as you mentioned, and uh, happy to be involved in the community. I think it's important as citizens, but I think as Catholics and people of faith, we're called to be engaged in, in our community to help make it better. And 
So I, I'm enjoying it this last year with COVID and a lot of the other issues that we, we've been working with and working remote like so many other people. Uh, it's been more challenging and uh, colleagues of mine that uh, retired last year after maybe 30 years or so uh, and some that are still here uh, that have served that long, certainly uh, a very challenging year 2020 was. So we're looking forward to continuing the work of the people, but uh, hopefully in 2021 for everybody, not just the legislature, things can progress more normally. The Annus Horribilis of 2020, and hopefully we've turned <laughs> yes. we've turned the page. Uh, Representative Kozak, were there a couple issues in particular, though, that you thought that you really needed to work on or bring your perspective to? And, you know, certainly you were doing things and working in your local community, working in politics, but were there a couple issues that really tipped you over the edge to say, no, I actually have to be in office, not just be content with doing what I have been doing? I get that question, and a lot of times for people that, that get involved in politics, they're, you know, they're really passionate about one specific issue. And for me, it, it really wasn't any one particular issue, working with families, finances, and helping them purchase, you know, usually their largest investment, the home, and, and preparing for for that. I think it was more just uh, having government be right-sized and function to help people, but not burden them. So tax policies and regulations uh, that were hurting people's businesses and, and stifling their ability to provide for themselves and to achieve their God-given talents in regulation, and then also in taxation, where families are struggling to make ends meet and having additional tax burdens were concerns of mine. But that's more overreaching, not but not a, a specific particular issue. But if there was to kind of pin it down in a, an area, it's uh, just having government function and do the core functions of government better for people and, and limit the tax burdens would probably be what kind of pushed me towards politics and, and being engaged. Well, that's certainly a noble cause, making sure that our government works for people and, and is helpful and not burdensome. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, no, small th- no small thing right there. So that's, that's fantastic. Representative Kosnick, you know, we're so consumed by national political issues and, right. and, and national political figures. Uh, when I go around and, and speak to, uh, to parishes around the state, uh, many times the vast majority of people cannot name their state legislator. And I think that's reflective <laughs> of our focus on national politics politics, but your experience of, of working at the local level in the community, deeply rooted in Lakeville there, um, I think it has some lessons for folks that we feel like we don't have moral or political agency at the national level. And it's, you know, there are other people who are in charge of our destinies, but there are a lot of opportunities to make a difference in our local communities. What kind of encouragement would you give to just uh, the people in the pew about the ways in which we can make a difference in, in the community groups, community politics, um, those sorts of uh, structures and processes in our local communities. Well, you're, you're exactly right, Jason. You know, national headlines grab the attention and, and people's mindsets a little bit. But you know, I even drill it down past the state level, state legislatures, down to a, a city council level and, and other, you know, school boards and, and even like parish councils or the parent-teacher organizations and stuff. You have more influence in those areas that is some, it's a lot of times easier to to have stronger impact. If you're on a city council of five, your your vote is is 20% of the vote, and you can influence the other 80% much more easily than me as a state legislator, uh, one of 35 just in the house. Uh, then you have the Senate, another you know 201 of us total. So getting involved locally, you know, get appointed to a planning commission, a parks commission. 
something at City Hall or school is critically important and probably even more rewarding because you can feel like you have more of a direct impact and then influence the direction of that particular committee, the school. Or I would encourage people also to, you know, just reach out to your state legislator, whether it's your state senator or your, your local house member like myself. We're just average people with families living in your neighborhoods. Uh, you know, we represent for our house district about 40,000 people we're supposed to. Um, I think my particular district is a little bit larger than that because of the growth. But, you know, our kids go to school together. We shop together, uh, eat at the same restaurants in downtown um, Lakeville or, or whatever. Uh, so just, you know, establish a relationship with your legislator. And uh, we want to know what issues are concerning to you, what, how you feel about them, because that does help us better represent uh, the communities that we come from. I do get a chuckle. We all get an email every now and then on a national issue, and people are very passionate about something, especially some stuff recently. And I, we have to remind them that, you know, I, I represent you from Lakeville. I, I work in St. Paul, not in Washington, D.C., and I, I won't be voting on that particular issue. But, you know, I appreciate hearing from you. You're hitting on all the right points in terms of the importance of building relationships, and that's one of the reasons we host our Catholics at the Capitol event every couple of years, right. is to break down sort of the mystery of the process to help people understand that legislators are their neighbors, they're people just like themselves, that they've made that sacrifice to run for office and serve in our communities, and that they need people as a resource um, and as a friend, not buddy-buddy necessarily, but as a, a friend walking together toward the common good, and that's the goal of politics is to build up the common good. How do you suggest, you know, what do you suggest are the best ways for people to be a resource to their legislators? How can they help you in your job uh, come to the right decisions and do the right things while you're in office? What I've learned over my sixth going on seventh year is people, I still believe, uh, and it's being challenged right now, but, you know, 80 to 90 percent, we share similar values and hopes for our kids for our neighborhoods, for our businesses, for our local communities. We share similar values and and trying to improve those things. And and so I think if we take a look and, you know, we agree and try to be, should be agreeable and look for the things that um, we can get done and and share values on um, and just find approaches that can pass, feels like people are a little bit more polarized from one end to the other. But by having a relationship uh, just knowing, uh, like I said, you know, you don't have to come to my birthday party, but um, having a relationship with me and or your your local elected officials and just say, hey, you know, I'm concerned about this intersection, the traffic's really high, you know, is there something I can help support you with? Um, and recognizing that we do have shared values. We're not, we don't necessarily have to be of the same political stripe, but we come from uh, similar communities. We're working for for similar outcomes. The approaches might be a little bit different. But have that relationship and make it a relationship, not an adversarial relationship. It's like, hey, I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat or, or the other way around and, and you need to do what I say. But just explain why a particular issue is important to you and it will help us as legislators work with other legislators and, and find things that we can agree on and ultimately enact into legislation that actually does reflect our shared values and, and improve the communities that we live in. 
On the Bridge Builder program today, we're speaking with Representative John Kosnick. He represents District 58A and lives in Lakeville. He's a parishioner at All Saints Parish in Lakeville. Representative Kosnick, what are the two or three biggest challenges you've encountered being a legislator and trying to serve? And then conversely, what gives you the most hope about politics and our political process? Well, right now, working remotely and last summer having a record, I think, seven special sessions is, I think, sometimes overlooks uh, the time commitment that the job entails. By definition, it's kind of a part-time job. It, the way we're structured is around an agrarian society where farmers would, would come in in the off-season and, and do legislation and, and try to get out of here in time to uh, get back out in, in their farms and plant their, their crops and stuff. But uh, the time commitment has been a uh, a challenge even more pronounced in the last session where we're meeting every 30 days and, and meetings leading up to the sessions and, and that. So, But I'm getting better at it as, as time goes on and, and you understand the issues a little bit better, you, but you still put quite a bit of a time uh, in, into it. And it's enjoyable because you're learning so much. I think the polarization has gotten worse which makes it a challenge of people are a little bit more dogmatic about particular issues, and that makes it hard to cut through and have conversations that are helpful and productive and honest. You know, I, I'm okay with uh, re- recognizing that I'm not going to agree with everybody or not every constituent's going to agree with me 100% of the time. My hope is that we recognize that we agree with each other's uh, and what we're trying to do uh, a majority of the time and, and that can support each other uh, in working on those things that, that I think we can get done and, and those values and priorities that we share together, regardless of political party. We at the Minnesota Catholic Conference like to say that we try to build common ground for the common good. What have you found are the best tools or ways of building common ground across partisan or ideological lines? In a, Outside of a COVID world, we would have more face-to-face interaction, so that's made it much more difficult. I, uh, when I can be out in the community, uh, different community events in Lakeville, we have our Panaprog Festival, um, be involved in you know, just going to a, a Friday night football game meeting your neighbors, people that you know, um, and and talking with them uh, helps establish that, that common common ground. Uh, so that's been much more difficult since we can't be face-to-face, and, and unfortunately, people sometimes take a more aggressive and different demeanor on social media than you might in person. So I like to be in front of people and hear them out face-to-face if we can in, in our communities uh, or visits at the Capitol that are uh, we're not doing right now because of COVID. So sometimes I'll just pick up the phone and, and have a voice conversation and uh, we can come to a better understanding instead of uh, sending emails back and forth that get taken out of context and people dial it back a little bit and are a little bit more respectful when you recognize that I'm just the dad of two daughters or your legislator, wherever that might be, uh, really is a, a person out of your community as they should be trying to do what's best and stick to the values that they've espoused in the campaign. They're happy to hear people out, and and we need to have those normal conversations that aren't so heated uh, that will make things easier uh, to understand your legislator and for your legislator to uh, better represent you. I think our listeners would love to hear how your Catholic faith has helped or guided you in this service, and and as you've highlighted, uh, really time-consuming service as a public official and as a legislator. How has the how has your faith guided you and and provided an anchor for you during this time? Well, I was blessed to 
be educated at a Catholic school in elementary, St. Stephen's in Anoka. Just having that foundation and being able to fall back on it, and that's something that students might not necessarily fully appreciate when they're in 6th, 7th, 8th grade, but knowing that that foundation was built for you has been wonderful as, as you grow into your adult life. But as a legislator, the support that I get from, from my parish and the people in Lakeville and All Saints has been great, but actively participating in the Mass and understanding the teachings has helped give me a broader perspective. You think you might, you know, I'm a Republican, you think you, you see things, uh, you know, from a more conservative standpoint all the time. But my Catholic faith has taught me to try to understand and hear each other out and exemplify that through the, the legislation that you support. And so it's been helpful to keep my mind and my heart open to other ideas, to be living the mission through and, and, and living our faith uh, reflected in the laws that we support. Do you have a favorite saint or spiritual reading or spiritual work that you rely on for um, sustenance? As a child of the 80s, certainly uh, Pope John Paul, St. John Paul, um, Be Not Afraid, uh, has always kind of guided me growing up uh, under his faithfulness. Don't be afraid to espouse your faith and and put your trust in God, and uh, things will, will work out. And uh, he, he goes before us, and uh, we face some challenging times, some, you know, some challenging issues, uh, some heated conversations with constituents that seems a little bit more pronounced lately. Uh, I'm thinking of one in particular, but I, I walk uh, trying to do uh, what I think is best. And certainly as legislators, we're not perfect. You know, that's okay. But uh, knowing and trusting in the Lord, uh, not being afraid to try to walk our faith and uh, do what we, we think is right is, is helpful. That's really wonderful. Thanks for sharing that that witness and that testimony. And certainly John Paul II was a witness to hope, uh, as his biography is entitled. What are you hopeful for this legislative session? Say a little bit about the work that has begun at the Capitol and what you're hopeful comes out of the 2021 legislative session. The 2021 legislative session that we are in, is a, it's a budgeting year. And so we uh, our main charge is to... Uh, put together a budget that uh, passes the House, the Senate, and signed by the governor and respects taxpayers, but also meets our priorities uh, that, that we have. That's our main goal. Politics, I have to remind people that it isn't like running a business. A lot of times, especially conservatives, we like to compare it to running a business and be efficient and all this and that. But politics is, a, is an exchange of ideas, so I've learned to be a little bit more patient and We'll uh, have these exchange of ideas, so we won't have a budget uh, figured out until late May at the earliest uh, is probably reality, but uh, I'm optimistic that we will uh, put a budget together even in uh, times of a, of a small deficit uh, that, that can still meet the objectives of Minnesotans and provide the services that, that we want to provide as best we can and, and still have Minnesota families being able to flourish on their own and, and respect the, the taxpayers that way. So I'm optimistic we'll, we'll get a budget together that Minnesotans uh, can support without overly burdening them. Representative Kosnick, before we go, I want to go back to an earlier topic of discussion. Uh, besides meeting with and forming relationships with our legislators, 
Uh, where's the next step? You know, how do people take the next step and jump into the political arena a little bit more proactively, get involved perhaps in a city council race mm-hmm. or a school board or a community council meeting? Where, where do people, if they just don't even know where to begin, what would you suggest for folks? I would suggest my uh, modes of communication, my phone line, email is always open uh, for people in my community that want to get more involved. Uh, the first thing would just contact whoever your local favorite uh, elected officials, whether it's a city council person or somebody at the state legislature, you know, ask them about how they got involved and, and let them know that, that you're interested in getting more involved. Uh, the old saying, politics belongs to those who show up. And you would be surprised, not a lot of people actually show up uh, that want to be involved, and it, it does take a, a lot of time and effort. And so uh, we always love it when somebody new is in the community, especially a community like Lakeville with a lot of new families uh, moving there, uh, starting, you know, buying a, a home that they anticipate on being there and planting their roots, being there for 20, 30 years. You know, if you're a newer person wants to get involved and help your community, reach out to us. And uh, we'll uh, show you the the ropes and take you. I'd love to take people under our our wing, get involved in your political, local political parties, um, or even just you know starting get involved in a church commission or a church group, uh, the gala, something at the city council, your park commission, your you know help at your school fundraiser or the uh, parent teacher organization, and wherever your passion kind of is, uh, and as. Uh, currently elected uh, involved people uh, would happy to, to help guide you guide you in that and, and if elected office is something that you're interested in uh, at some point you know maybe there'll be an opportunity there and I also remind people Jason that elected office uh, sometimes seems kind of exciting and at times it is but you can be involved in your community and have a great impact without having an election certificate. We need people that are using their talents to support candidates and campaigns or in other areas, um, like I mentioned, some of those commissions and things like that. You can make an impact and, and involve policymaking uh, without being an elected official. We're many parts, but we're all one body. That's exactly right. right. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks for that witness and those tips. Uh, people don't realize there are cities that cannot recruit enough people to run for city council or mayor. Um, mm-hmm. Politics, as you said, is about showing up. And I think people, if they start looking into it, will be surprised at how many opportunities there are, whether um, it's with an election certificate or not. But uh, there are just a lot of opportunities. And thanks for sharing that. And thanks for sharing your uh, witness of humble service with us today, Representative Koznick. Thanks so much for the work you do at the Capitol. Uh, please know of our prayers for you uh, during this session and beyond. Well, thank you, Jason, and it is uh, humbling uh, to know uh, and important to come from a faith community and know that uh, uh, people are praying with you and for you, and that's been one of um, uh, my—uplifts us quite a bit and and very humbling uh, at different times. uh, Even other churches, not necessarily a Catholic church in Lakeville, just last campaign and a couple other times have invited me to come in, and they've prayed over me and with me. So uh, those prayers um, and petitions at church— are not unnoticed and, Don't, and, yeah. and much appreciated as I, as I and my other legislator colleagues uh, keep our communities in our prayers as well. Wonderful. And don't forget the importance of prayer, listeners. Uh, they, Your elected officials want it and appreciate it. Representative John Kosnick from Lakeville, thanks for joining the Bridge Builder program today. My pleasure. Thank you, Jason and Kit. God bless you all. And we'll be back in a moment with our mailbag segment. 
Welcome back to The Bridge Builder, where we help you connect your Catholic faith and public life. I'm Jason Adkins, Executive Director of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, and now it's time to jump into the mailbag to hear what comments and questions you've been sending our way. Kit, what's in this week's mailbag? Yeah, so back at the start of January, everyone will recall that we saw political tensions over the presidential election end in violence at the nation's capital. But also throughout 2020 here in Minnesota and across the nation, we've seen other forms of violent protest. Jason, the question today is, what would you say is really at the root of using violence as a form of protest? And how can Catholics respond to this? Well, that's a big question, and I I don't have time to write the, the book on that right now. But if I may just sum it up just very briefly is that you know, people feel as though uh, they're disenfranchised from the process. I think that's one component of this is that when you see a lack of respect for our halls of government and our institutions and the physical structures uh, where those decisions take place and you see people willing to vandalize them, threaten public officials with violence, uh, you see a lack of respect for those institutions precisely because people feel like they're not institutions where they are heard and they have a voice. And uh, oftentimes it's our public officials who do that themselves when they work for the special interests and not the public interests. So we have a lot of challenges, both the, the need for elected officials to work for the common good and the public interest, but also people feeling like they have political agency. And we just heard from one legislator about how we need not go to St. Paul or Washington to be involved in our communities and make a difference. We can work in our own backyard. And that's one great place for people to start is to regain their sense of political agency by focusing not on national issues, but on those issues that are close to home. Uh, That's one way to start. But we also need to think about The fact that we need to foster civic friendship, that our political opponents are not our enemies. They should be our friends. We are fellow citizens. Uh, We have to treat each other as such and to be respectful, to be civil. That's what civic friendship, you know, that's the cornerstone virtue of life in the city, civility. Um, But also to remember that our enemies are not other people. They're the powers and principalities of this world, that the real battle between good and evil is not against some other group of people or elected officials or persons, but that line between good and evil runs through every human heart. And really the, the way in which we renew society and, and overcome that cycle of violence is to have conversion in our own heart, repentance and conversion, to collectively examine our conscience and say, what role have we played in the rancorous process that's led to such a breakdown of a a responsible political culture? And I think when we start with ourselves and we start looking at where we can make a difference instead of feeling frustrated and angry, uh, that's a good place to begin, and not being fearful. And people of faith, I think we can really bring our uh, witness to that right now is to not approach politics out of fear. And when we do so, um, that was what breeds anxiety, uh, hatred, and violence, and suffering. And so start with rooting out the fear from our hearts. Understand that the victory has ultimately been won by our Lord. We're the mop-up crew, and though we may go through troubling times, we know the final victory has been one we can have hope in Christ and not become rancorous and contribute to the division and polarization in our communities. Great. Thanks, Jason. And before we wrap up this week's episode, we have some practical tips. How can people start building the bridge between faith and public life? Maybe something that would help heal some of those divisions. Well, you hit it right on the head, prayer. And Representative Kosnick in our earlier segment mentioned this prayer, the importance of prayer. It may sound simple, but it's the glue that holds it all together. Our elected officials need your prayers. Not only can you pray for them, but we've set up an easy way for you through the Catholic Advocacy Network to let your legislators know that you are praying for them this session. 
Through the Catholic Advocacy Network, you can send a quick note to your legislators and members of Congress. On your phone or computer, go to mncatholic.org slash action center and click on the Act Now button. Whether or not you agree with your elected officials on all sorts of issues, let them know that you're praying for them and that you hope that they will have a spirit of discernment guided by the Holy Spirit uh, in their decision-making. Let them know you are praying for them, and you will be surprised very often to find that they will write you back with gratitude. As it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, First of all, I then I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving be offered for everyone, for kings, and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior. Again, just take one minute to offer an Our Father or maybe your daily rosary for our officials asking for Mary's intercession and guidance in their decisions. You can also offer a holy hour for our elected leaders. We also want to quickly remind you that you can join Catholics from across Minnesota in forming relationships with your elected officials on April 15th. That is this year's Big Catholics at the Capitol Day. For complete details, get your tickets at catholicsatthecapital.org. Again, that's catholicsatthecapital, capital with an O, dot org. That's all the time we have for today. Remember to look for us on your favorite podcast app, then leave us a five-star rating and click share so that more Catholics can begin to build the bridge between faith and public life. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. Leave us a comment on the podcast episode, website, or connect with us on social media. You can also email us at show at mncatholic.org. That's all the time we have for this week, but thanks again for listening. For Kit Sapiniak, I'm Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. Have a blessed day.